You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Hello, everybody. Um, Welcome to We Live in Color. I'm so excited to have my guest today, Ms. Brickhouse. But before we get into my boo, um, I just want to really just, first of all, Brick is amazing. We've been family for years, so I can't wait to have her. But I do want to make sure that we take the time out to remember our community members that we lost in Colorado this past week. Um, our community members at Club Q out there in Colorado Springs, five of our community members were gunned down maliciously by hate. You could hear from his father speaking today that uh, they didn't agree with gay. Um, and we can talk a lot about gun violence. Community members can, can share posts of Club Q, but there are Club Qs in your community. There are community members that are walking day by day that are lesbian, bi, gay, asexual, queer, trans community members that need your help in the areas of policy change. So my question isn't just to, I appreciate the posts that are being shared, but my question to community council members and state representatives and mayors and governors in this very state, what are you doing to advocate for your Club Q community members? What are you doing to actually create space for safety for our trans community members, for our gay community members and our lesbian community members? We've been screaming for safety before the gunshots and we can't seem to find you only through June and maybe one person on your, on your boards, but we need more than that. This is a call for safety. We can only live in color if you create policies to help us help advocate for that. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Brickhouse. You're watching We Live in Color. Will you marry me, baby? Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black love when we met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met. Coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Within sports, you learn so many life lessons that'll help you be successful in any area that you plan to pursue. So I remember being a kid in Spokane and going to camps like this with my friends and just having a blast. And that's really when I fell in love with this game. Hopefully we're doing the same and inspiring some of these kids to keep going on this journey. Especially as a girl growing up, like you see, you see a lot of boys at these camps. But like just seeing like more and more girls start at a younger age, it, it makes me happy. We had to have funding, right? We cannot do this work without the necessary resources available so that our kids can thrive. Without resources, we can't see kids play and play to their potential. How we can ensure that basketball in our communities is sustainable. Funding is a big part of it. I think working with the right groups and this was the opportunity I think that kickstarted that and we're really excited about any opportunities to just keep moving it forward. It was just an awesome opportunity to show what this community can do and what basketball energy they can bring. Being able to work with the Seattle Sports Commission, work with the King County Play Equity Coalition, uh, we were able to bring big basketball energy to Tequila Community Center and hopefully use this as a launching point and able to get more funding for them in the future. The kids get to see me, get to see 
you know, all the rest of the guys who did it all in the area of Washington, Seattle area. So being able to give back to them and uh, let them know that, you know, they can chase their dreams too. This is a fundamental right of all kids, that they have the right to play, which isn't always available to all of our kids in our communities. We got next to ensure kids always have a place to play, compete and have fun. And we're back where we live in color. Now, remember to like, share and subscribe to Converge Media as you are watching this stream. Please share it because I have I have a legend here in the house. OK, I've known them forever and I know y'all know her, them, too. This is my boo. She's a brick. Ow. Latest that, and that's a fact, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, what's up, Brick? Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to like share like the flyer because I knew I could play that song, but I'm just so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you have been doing the thing in community, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's it it's thrown in with healing, it's thrown in with wellness, it's thrown in with fun, it's thrown in with feeling sexy mm-hmm. and beautiful. It's mm-hmm. given all those things. Yes. <laughs> how do you one how do you do what you do? Ooh, I would say it is a by the grace of my ancestors and the divine cuz I yeah, I don't I don't think it's just me by myself and my community. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, I, I know about Big Brick, right? Can mm-hmm. we talk about Little Brick? What how did li- tell me about Little Bricks Pass. Like how Ooh. I know that you from you from my area, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, CD or see me, baby. Okay, right. <laughs> so tell me how you grew up. Like you grew up in mm-hmm. community and you were in church a lot, right? Mm, yeah, I grew up in Madison Valley in the Central District of Seattle, and um, I grew up very, very, very much intertwined and engulfed in and swallowed up by the Seattle Black Church. Mm-hmm. And how was that? Church hurt a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, it's a whole lot of that. It's a whole lot of that. <laughs> Which is why I do what I do now, right? I decided to like create my own church and my own um, divine healing practice so that folks, uh, no matter who they are, who they love, can experience, you know, sensuality and, and sexuality and spirituality in a safe and sacred space. So in like in high school, you were just really quiet and mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet, right? So how did like, I was what? like inviting people to Bible study and stuff? Yeah, right. Yeah, I was like <laughs> I was hardcore for Jesus. Like it was like and not what, a gay. <laughs> what changed was that like in high school or was it a little? After? Um, I think I've always loved to perform. I've always loved to like do public speaking and things like that. And so I just changed my focus, really. I was kind of like, you know, shy at first because the way I grew up, when you grow up and you're raised around like black, older Southern folks, I was raised by like my great grandmother and my great aunts. Um, When you're socialized as a woman, as a girl, you're taught to like kind of be seen and not heard and that kind of thing. So it took me a minute to be comfortable with taking up space because I was always told I was doing too much. I was moving too much. I was trying to wear too little. I was trying to, you know, I was just, it was always some kind of critique around how I was expressing myself, um, how loud, um, you know, just whatever. And so it took me a minute to be like, that's just who I am and it's okay. And yeah, I do draw attention and I might as well draw attention for like a really good reason, a really good cause. And so at first I thought that was like, you know, this religious thing. And then I realized it was so much bigger than that. Yeah. And, yeah. and what challenges came in mm. between that? Cause you know, as you're coming to your own, mm-hmm. we're raised in this church. Oh yeah. So it's like, you, it, I don't know about you, but like as for me growing up, like mm-hmm. I always felt shame in oh, sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Shame in myself. And Absolutely. Then, like even now it's trying to get out of this. So how mm-hmm. how do you do Oh it? yeah, there's how still do- so much shame wrapped up in 
our community. And so a lot of times um, I run into folks from our community who are very upset about the work that I do. They don't understand. You know, they like, nah, that ain't what we do. That's that white people stuff. You know, and I'm like, no, actually it was stolen by the white people from us, but it is ours and it's ours to have. And what um, exactly is ours? So listen. Ours, everything. Yeah. Everything is ours to have. Everything, every single thing that you somehow were lied to about that someone told you belong to white people it actually belongs to us and belong to us first it belongs to indigenous and black and african folks first always but in particular what we're talking about is like our spirituality and our sensuality and our sexuality and those things not being defined by like european standards of foolishness Foolish. and heteronormativity <laughs> let's get into that <laughs> i mean so so coming in right mm -hmm. so did you automatically just start doing these oh no or, child i was like so let's talk about i was, I was about yeah oh no child i was like i came in <laughs> i came in um i came in the game uh post my first divorce post my first divorce from my husband at the time who's my my best friend now so hi i love you um and post my divorce from my cult the christian cult that i was a part of and so it took me a long time to like figure out that everything was going to be okay that my life was not over because that is i had always been raised to just be a leader in like a christian capacity and to be a wife in a christian capacity so to go against everything that i was taught and just decide to live for myself uh was a very big decision that took a long time to actually be okay with it's one of those things where you make the decision but for years you're questioning whether or not it was the right one yeah but it just happened to be the right one. <laughs> okay, so you said you had a husband. So mm -hmm, you yeah. how do you identify? Oh, I identify as a queer bisexual human, um, which means that I love humans of all genders and all sexualities. And that is nowhere near in any type of binary. So folks who are in between, outside of and on directly on the gender spectrum i, I love everybody on, in and all of come you. on period <laughs> <laughs> so when you started doing this work mm -hmm. what was that like because i mean when i think about community especially when we were growing up like yeah. white led mm -hmm. right yeah what was that path like for you i mean i know that i've heard things right mm -hmm. especially being the only black because mm -hmm. back in the day there was only only one or two in this space so. come on yes um man when i was first coming out i was a late bloomer so <laughs> i had been friends with a whole bunch of queer folks in my youth but i was kind of like oh i thought i was the straight friend you know um you were. I, I did i really thought i was a straight friend i was like mm -mm. um but i yeah it was a lot of there were a lot of white spaces but i guess they never felt white to me because who i was with was always like the black gay folks so i've always kind of been really intentional about surrounding myself with black and brown folks no matter where i'm at so if i'm going to a pretty white establishment i'm going with a whole bunch of negroes like that's how i'm rolling you know <laughs> like i'm gonna make the party where i go um and so that's just kind of what i've not kind of that is exactly what i've continued to do and built my businesses on is creating sacred space for people of color to come and be together and celebrate one another and you know yeah get free and get free get liberated and free and freely happy <laughs> come <right>? on <laughs> <laughs> but i i love the space that you create because it, i just see liberation in our and with community members that come in that space and yes i have been in those spaces so can you let community know a little bit more about some of the spaces that you hold for community okay yes so um one of my favorite spaces that i hold is um sunday night sugar shack 
and that is an all people of color burlesque review. And it's the longest running burlesque review, longest running all people of color burlesque review here in the Pacific Northwest. And I produce it with Sin De La Rosa at Theater Off Jackson. And it happens the second Sunday of every month. And it is an incredible show, like incredible. We're uh, coming up on our 10 year anniversary here sometime soon next year. And it's going to be, we're going to do some big stuff. Um, Let me ask you a yeah. question just about burlesque, uh-huh, right? Yeah. Because I have Miss Pucks of Plenty up yeah, here. Yeah, that's my baby. Sings your praises, right? That's my baby. I um, love Pucks. What is the misconception about community and burlesque, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I know me and Kia were, t- I mean, me and Miss Pucks were yeah. talking about the misconceptions of like mm-hmm. how they're, how they're like, they're not black space. Oh, so, yeah. People always assume that it's like some skinny white women in feathers or something. And I'm like, that's not. I haven't seen the skinny white woman in feathers anywhere near my show in a very long time. I mean, I guess in the audience, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's this idea that it looks like that, that movie burlesque that had nothing to do with actual burlesque. Um, and it's just not that uh, burlesque has always been a black practice. And it's just about us coming back to our, come back to our memories, our ancestral memories and remembering that, you know, before folks took it and ran with it, we were already doing it. They were coming to our neighborhoods and our villages and stealing our dance moves and our rituals and, uh, you know, trying to make it something else. So we've been doing this. This is ours. It's just ours for it's for us to reclaim. Everything that I do is about us reclaiming what's already ours. That's right. Reintroducing us. So you got the Sugar Shack Sunday. I got the Sugar Shack coming up the second Sunday, Sunday, December 11th. Okay, so Mm -hmm. we got to do that. And then Mm -hmm. what is the second? uh, Oh, my other event. (laughs) Um, Hold on, wait. I think we'll let's save the other. Oh, okay. We're gonna save that one. More questions that Mm -hmm. I have to ask Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, okay. We can save. I have to ask about (laughs) the other event. Yes. Okay. Okay. But as you're doing this work, right? Mm -hmm. You grew up with people. Yeah. You grew up in church. Mm Have you ever received like any type of pushback? Oh, absolutely. What, uh, what have you heard? Oh, know. people have torn my posters down and I put them around. People have told me that I'm racist for having an all people of color burlesque review. Uh, people have told me that it is sinful. It's wrong that I am setting our race back, that I'm making a fool of us, our people in front of white folks, that I am, you know, just a stain, a blemish on our community that I am, you know, how how has that felt? Especially, Um, I think that it's felt like a personal problem that they had and it's not really a problem of mine. So I'm just like, oh, that's unfortunate. You don't have to be having no fun, huh? Ooh, yeah. Family, like family has family has gotten over it. I think that at this point in my life with my family, I've always kind of been this person who's just like, I am who I am and I said what I said. And so I think family got tired of fighting with me. Cause I don't lose fights. So, um, yeah, I think they got tired of fighting with me. And yeah. so they just had to accept it. So my grandma used to be like, well, you know, she in show business, you know, like say show they gotta, you know, they gotta just refer to it as show Grandmas business. Are like the best <laughs> is, are like the best supporters. Mm-hmm. Like, They're like the shadiest supporters, but yes. Yeah. 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 So the family just knew that I do show business and they don't mind, you know, I think that they, of course they had different desires, but at the end of the day, they want me to be happy. They want me to be healthy. And you know, their records ain't as clean as they'd like them to be or as, as they'd like to pretend. And so I feel like really all I'm doing is expressing what's already there in our family and our bloodline. I think I come from a long line of hoes and I just think everybody just want to hide it. I just like talk about it. 
<laughs> Listen, <laughs> that is a Thanksgiving conversation come for your on. mama. Come okay, on. this ain't come from nowhere. Now. That that is mm-hmm. real. I mean, look at this. Come on, it's it's given. It's, it's given. It's given ancestral inheritance. I've never seen. Okay. Uh, we have a cameraman, Shaylon. I've never come seen on. him so close taking pictures. Hi, like, cameraman. Yes, <laughs> but I do want to ask you more about mm-hmm. the second party. But we're oh, going to yes. ask that. One second. We'll mm-hmm. be right back. Oh, we'll be right back. Okay. We'll be right back. You're watching We Live in Color. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with The Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Habarigani. My name is Noni Irvin, and I am the creator and founder of Kanara Park Kids, as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together, we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African. And organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if nonprofit. I'm over here sweating. We got Brick House here. I mean... You know I'm good at that. I'm just... Raising I, the temperature. Li- look, I mean, you just come here every Wednesday, sis. I mean, you know, I'm waiting for the invitation. Listen, so we got... The burlesque parties. Mm-hmm. And then can we talk a little bit about the second parties? Oh, have? yes. Okay. So um, on top of being a burlesque performer, I'm what I love to call an erotic entrepreneur, meaning that all of my businesses are sex industry based businesses. So I'm also a sex educator. And one of my events is called Kink Social Club and it's spelled with a Q, Q-U-I-N-K social club and it is an exploratory event it's a play event and a play space and an educational space for people of color to come together and explore bdsm and fetishes and kink and sensuality and sexuality in a space that is free from the white gaze okay mm-hmm. can we define white gaze oh yes it just means that there's no white people there except for set up and tear down okay Okay. Mm-hmm. And as a sex educator, <laughs> what are some of the other things that we can learn? You know, mm. um, I think. Oh, so much. Because, I mean, I, like, I think I talked to you about this before, and I guess I'll speak personally, mm-hmm. like, not no longer like in the spaces of using or feeling like I need to use to be sexual. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, it's been hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Is this a great space for me to kind of learn myself? Yeah, it's a great space to learn yourself. It's also a great space just to watch. Yeah. Right. Because we have demonstrators, we have educators showing different ways of engaging in intimacy with yourself, with others, learning about different ways to love different types of lovers with uh, different types of identity sets and learning about um, STIs and how to have sex safely and with uh, excitement and encouragement of one another. And, um, you know, it's just a space where we can 
play and explore. We got a DJ, we got Uno, we got Jenga, and also somebody might just be, you know, getting it on right next to the Jenga. It's yeah. really great. It's a great time. And 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 what <laughs> is like? So how is the temperature? Like it's oh. like what if you're just a person that just wants to look and not? Yes, if you're a person that just wants to look, we we welcome you as long as you understand consent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're you're welcome. It's it's no pressure. That's what I love about kink. And I feel I, like a lot of spaces kind of look kind of scary yes. or they forget the party aspect. Kink is a party. It just has kink aspects in the party. So we we be rocking. We had uh, DJ Just Moni last time that was mm -hmm. popping. We had DJ Queen Cage. Like we be in there getting it. Yes. Getting it. I've heard many good things about mm -hmm. the party. It may have not once attended one myself, but mm. but at the same time, We're I gonna get uh, you one day. One, <laughs> well, one of the things because it's. I mean, I think it's so great because you're you're a sex educator. And mm -hmm. I have not had the conversations on here about sex work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on sex work in our mm -hmm. community members? Uh, co yeah. Community uh, on, for our community members. Yeah. Because there's so many people here that I know that are in the lines of sex work, and I'm going to look at the camera and say there are some people that are in sex work and don't know that they're. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, also there's just some people who are in sex work who don't feel like arguing with nobody about it. Right. Fair. Because I think that when you tell folks you're in another industry, no one has anything to say. But as soon as you mention any type of sexuality as a part of the industry that you're in, people have all these questions as if somehow you're being taken advantage of. You must not enjoy your work or you must have had no other options. And that's just not the reality. And sometimes nobody has the energy to just combat ignorance all day, every day. Yeah. So, you know, some folks just just don't feel like talking yeah. about it. But um, I think that sex work is sacred work. And I think that our community um, really, really are the we are the blueprint, you know, for sacred sexuality. We should be teaching. We should be um, engaging in intimate practices and being able to be celebrated for that and being able to be paid for that um, because we we are the originators. Everything came from us. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I just I've always just found there are so many of us right mm -hmm. that don't want to have the conversation oh about no not at all that just like well wait a minute mm -hmm. i can i can subscribe to the only fans but yes. don't think mm -hmm. it should be legalized right what do you say to those folks um i think that folks who engage in enjoying the labor of sex workers should also engage in fighting for the rights of sex workers so if you want to do that from, you know, from behind a desk, that's great. If you want to do that from, you know, being at your job and making sure that sex workers have the same type of rights that you have in your industry. Cool. Like there's so many different ways to fight for the rights of sex workers, whether or not you want to be like out about it or not, because you're right. Some people just are not comfortable speaking directly to the matters of sex and sexuality. And at this point, I don't want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. I just want them to make sure that they're supporting the people who are clearly offering them support, because when you are engaging with the art of a sex worker because what we do is art you are benefiting from that and so there's nothing wrong with saying yo this is a great art form that i benefit from let me make sure i'm supporting this art form as it supports me i know that's right yeah now you were talking a little bit about the work right so mm -hmm. how so you do have only fans as well oh, absolutely right? so tell me how that how was that getting started because see i'm I, i'm mm -hmm. not coordinated enough so i can never <laughs> be able to do that i'm just well i will play. tell you that you do not have to be coordinated to be on OnlyFans. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do not have to be coordinated um and you can do a little bit of everything so my only fans has some sexual education things on there uh there's some some of the things you teach oh yeah I, I, I feel like there's some things that we just can't talk about oh yeah you know because we're alive yeah. and i want we converge are. to keep their platforms because we love you, Converbs. <laughs> um, but 
there are just a lot of wonderful things on there that people can interact with and engage with. And also people there can directly ask me for advice for the things that they want to know more about. So they can get like a custom made type of thing from me. So it's a really great place to be in contact with sex workers of all types and ask questions and learn more about the things that you might be into. Right. Get a little open. Yeah, get a little open. I also have a website, MissBrickHouse.com. Okay. And we will will be putting that in the (laughs) chat too. (laughs) So, I mean, you've been doing this work. Mm Mm-hmm. For so long, and here we are. I mean, let's go to 2020. Woo. Pandemic happened. Cha. How were you during that time? Ooh, crying. I love asking my community people crying. that question because I was crying. still crying. I'm still crying from 2020. What okay? was that like? Uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And um, as an event producer, I had to make some very hard decisions because I wanted to keep my community safe. Um, but I also knew that my community needed this outlet. Uh, there are so few spaces for us to be and to enjoy ourselves and to engage in this type of spiritual practice. And so I really didn't know what we were going to do. So we had our last little events and they were great. And then we shut it down and we stayed shut down for a very long time. I started doing much more online things. Um, My website, I started doing more consultations, uh, more of the virtual work, uh, more of the uh, video chats and the online consultations and the OnlyFans. Um, But it was very difficult. It was very difficult. And then ha- coming out of that, was it st- was it a little scary? Oh, it's been it's still scary, <laughs> okay. right? You know, everybody's you still sick. Why are you saying? Everybody's still sick. Yeah, right? define sick. You right? know, everybody's still sick, whether it be with you know COVID or you know some other sickness. Everybody is still very sick, and then we have the internal sickness, right? So many people had a lot of mental health things that came to the surface, and so during this time, uh, intimate workers are needed. During this time, you know, sex workers and sacred sensuality workers are needed because the folks are hurting. People are hurting. People are needing connection. People are needing safe and sacred and consensual touch because uh, they've been without it for so long. That's yeah, real. Mm-hmm. Come on, Ted. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and another thing that I love about you too, Brick, is that you have really advocated to make sure we create space for queer and trans. Oh, absolutely. Members. Yes. And like that is like numero uno on the list mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Not only to create space, not only to create space, but making sure that we're creating space for mm-hmm. our black and trans community. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So my angle is that I specifically attempt to create space that celebrates queer and trans people while also still being with and engaging with the rest of our black and brown community. Because what I feel like happens is black folks and brown folks get to kind of separate themselves from the black and brown gays. And I want people to understand. Yeah, I want people to understand that we are all in this together. And if they start coming for one of us, they're coming for all of us. And so we can't be like, they're not going to stop and be like, well, we're going to hang all y'all, but not you, the straight one. Like, nobody's going to do that. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh, not you with the degree. Like, that's not happening. Right. So I want us to know that we have to come together as a people. So if your black and brown event is not making space for queer folks, for trans folks, for disabled folks, for, you know, like as we continue on the the spectrum, if we're not making folk, if we're not making room for all of us, then it's not really for none of us. And so I really like to make it so that we can be in the same space together and respect each other's differences. When I put out things about kink social club and let people know there will be people there of all sexualities and genders. And your job is just to enjoy yourself and to respect other people's space. You don't have to engage if that's not your jam, but you also don't have to hate, right? It's like, you can just show love that it doesn't hurt you to show love. And I really want black folks to get past this like scary idea that if we share the same space, somehow something negative has to happen. We can all be together in love and also still 
be our own people and celebrate and do our own thing. Yeah. That is realist. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I think that you've created so much space and community just loves you f- for that. Everyone just feels so safe when Brick comes around. Hey. Everyone just knows that they can reach out to you about like anything. And mm-hmm. um, I and appreciate they, you. they do be reaching out. <laughs> right. The reach out is real. <laughs> and like this year, you, one of the first guests that um, I had on the show was our community members from Taking Black Pride. Yes. And you hosted, yes. you hosted uh, their Taking Black Pride event this year. What was that like? Oh my God. That event was incredible. I'm excited to host it again this year. Wink, wink, taking Black Pride. Um, yeah, I well, I mean, you know, I've hosted it two years in a row now. I just feel like, come on, third Lux of Charm, third time's a charm. Um, but yeah, I had so much fun. I really lost track of time because it was just so much going on. There were all my favorite people there. It was like a big family reunion. I hadn't seen people in so long because, you know, what we had been going through. And so it felt like we had, it felt like a big barbecue. Really was. I, I just had, got to be on stage, like waving at everybody. You know, I had a ball. There were so many great <laughs> performers um, that were there. And yeah, I, I see just, you out there shaking it. Yeah, but you, right, girl, a little I'm trying to. You know, you. I didn't have no weight on it. Mm, yeah, you just throwing it back. Yeah, yeah, I threw, I threw it up. Didn't mm. nobody catch it though. You in the but, circle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm around, I'll always catch it. We'll, we'll, we'll do that next okay. time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just I just love the fact that you're just able to create space for community members like I, we have mutual friends um, that sing your praises. So we just I just appreciate you. Just I appreciate always, you too. Always doing that. What keeps you going? What keeps you going in this Ooh, world? Um, I think what keeps me going is my community. I think what keeps me going is my family, my ancestors and, you know, my legacy. I feel like folks already did so much work for me to come through the door. And so if they wouldn't have laid the the groundwork, then I wouldn't be here. Right. So I feel like even when I'm tired, I'm laying the groundwork for something. And I know that my legacy is going to be great. I know that my enterprise is going to be great. And so I'm looking forward to setting my folks up for the future. And I think that's the thing that keeps me going. And also it's just necessary, right? I'm not doing it just for them. I'm doing it for me. I am a part of them. We are a part of one another. And so I'm doing it for me and for us. And that's enough to keep going. Like, there's nothing that's going to stop me because I like we don't have enough time to stop. There's so much to get done. So much to do. We, just we have so much to do. People right. be thinking like we have gone so far. And I'm like, baby, we have so much further to go. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, ain't no time to stop. Ain't no time to quit. I just love you. No, we're going to take too. one more break and we'll be back with Living Color Tributes, events. You are watching We Live in Color. Oh, yeah. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. And you're watching We Live in Color. I'm still over here sweating because Brick just got me. Yeah. I have so many questions to ask. Oh, come on. Brick, are you single? Oh, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> are you single? I am solo polyamorous, okay. but I am not single. Polyamorous. Can you break that down for me? Oh, it just means that I have the capacity to love more than one person at the same time. And I have the capacity to be in loving relationships with more than one person at the same time. Okay. Yeah. How does that work? Because see me, I just, I, I, I've tried that. Well, I didn't try it before, but you know, it's, 
How does it, how do you make it work? How does it work? <laughs> that I tried that, but I haven't tried that. Well, I, it's like what? I tried it and then it's like, no, I'm too, <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a tourist. So I'm like, mm. I'm too selfish. Mm. And it's like, no mind. Mm. You know what I mean? And I mean, mm. no, I don't own anybody. No, mm -hmm. none of that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want to just tell you that you can still have someone that's yours and be polyamorous. My people are mine. Okay. And I'm theirs. Has, how, and we can add folks, but yeah. we still ours. Like, you know, we, we still have commitment. And it's worked. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, polyamory is the best thing that's ever happened to me as far as romance is concerned. Um, before I knew that I was polyamorous, I just thought something was wrong with me. I was like, oh, my God, I am just like a terrible person. <laughs> like, <laughs> terrible you know, person, like as in like I, I just can't... thought, Yeah, I just thought I okay. couldn't, you know, I thought I couldn't commit. I thought, you know, there was something wrong that I cared for. I cared so deeply for people in lots of different ways. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, that must be there must be something wrong but really i just was polyamorous and, and just didn't know it so yeah. um i personally don't think that polyamory is for everybody but i do think that it's for a lot more people than what uh we have been taught what, so what i think there are just as many polyamorous people in the world as there are monogamous people in the world and my first advice would be to relax so many people we are taught about love in a way that kind of puts fear at the at the front and so if all we're doing is like being fearful of losing someone then love is not going to work regardless whether that's with monogamy or polyamory right so, so it's about right understanding that we deserve love and we deserve um if we want it right if we want it we deserve it and we can have that and we can have that in honesty and transparency and um you know with integrity yeah. That's real. Yeah. I need to write that down. Yeah. I like the first thing you said. I'm going to have to rewind that back because <laughs> it is hard out here. It is hard out here. <laughs> it's very hard out here. And it's not it's not easy. Yeah. But I would rather, um, you know, I would rather do this and it be hard and I'd be living my truth and allowing other people to live their truth and not taking people's choices away than to be playing games with folks. So. Don't play I'm, I'm going to keep living my truth. It's, yeah. Don't play games with folks still in there with Yeah, polyamory? don't play games okay. with folks. It's definitely in there with okay. polyamory, especially polyamory with Leo. We don't play okay. disloyalty or dishonesty. We don't do those games. Yes, I am okay. a Leo. Leo Sun. Now I see it. Pisces Moon, Sagittarius Rising. What's up, Sagittarius? I, season? See, I, I hey. see all of those. Mm -hmm. My Venus is in Cancer. Yep. Okay, listen, <laughs> I don't even know which ones I am. but you. So, Rick, you have like a plethora of different events going on, but I do mm -hmm. want to make sure before we get there, yeah. we do your Living Color tribute. Oh, yeah. Let's do who it. Are either here or not here. Who is your tribute? My tribute is my grandparents, in particular, my great grandparents who raised me down the valley, but one in particular, my great grandmother. Oh, look at her. She's so cute. My great grandmother, Katie Burks, is the woman who raised me. She was my mother. And uh, that is my biological mother back there in the background. She had me when she was 17. And my mom uh, was and is still currently an addict and so she was unable to take to care for me and my siblings so my grandparents took that job over and took very good care of me and built me into this brick house that you see today um i think that uh all the things that you see i got my hips from her you know i got my you know don't take nothing from nobody attitude i did not suffer suffer fools very easily at all and i think i got that from her as well so yeah yeah. Yes. Is she, is she was she from here? She was from Birmingham, Alabama, okay, and migrated Birmingham. here during the Great Migration because Boeing was actually allowing black women to take engineer jobs because the men were off at war. So she was, uh, you know, a history maker, and she's actually in the Boeing uh, Museum of Flight. Shout here in out. Seattle. Yeah. My grandpa too. Oh, okay, the, the, the seven thirty-seven, seven forty-seven. Shout out, Papa. Yes. yes. 
I think that, that that's amazing. So shout out to your grandmother. Shout out. And shout family out. members. Hope mm-hmm. they get out there too as well. Yes, you know? everybody. All y'all. So what's next for Brick? Brick, I know you got Ooh, event, so event, event, event. So Yeah, okay. So I got events. That's always going to be a thing. But I'm moving more towards like, you know, physical things and f- physical spaces. So um, what's coming next is a inclusive bikini barista stand so in the same way that sugar shack features folks of all shades and shapes and genders and all those things um and we will have a bikini barista stand that will be doing just the same thing you know so we're gonna be having a whole lot of milkshake bringing all the genders to the yard all coming the genders up real to the soon. Yard. but how mm-hmm. can we support that right i have never seen a black lab barista come on here, most right? of the time when you see them is very very skinny and white yeah. i know and i'm looking at organizations like Northwest Black Coffee mm-hmm. and uh, Boba uh, Coffee. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to both of them. Yes. So, barista. Mm-hmm. How can we support that? How can we push the message for that? Uh, the one, A wonderful way to support that is just to support whatever I'm doing right now because it all starts going back. Um, but also, I do have a GoFundMe up. I have a website. Also, just hiring me. Hiring me to teach. Hiring me to consult. Hiring me to host your events. Anything like that goes towards building that dream. I've already purchased the actual coffee stand, but it is, I call it my old lady. She needs a lot of work. Uh, volunteering to do some construction, some design help would be helpful, some graphic design help, so all kinds of things. Folks. We need all kinds of stuff. Okay, Rick Dimmer, a new, what's up? Okay, yeah, okay. painters, you know. <laughs> Uh, we need we need everybody. We need every we need all hands on deck because my baby needs some work. Okay, well we gotta put that baby to work. <laughs> yes. And next you have a community event on the eleventh. I have um the Sunday night sugar shack. Okay. That's coming up on Sunday, December the eleventh, and then Kink Kink Miss or Kink Social Club is going to be on Sunday, December the twenty fifth. You said Christmas. Mm, kink Miss. Okay, so yeah. how and and that's at an undisclosed location, but we can mm-hmm. be able to. It's a private location, but okay. you'll get information about it when you buy the ticket, and you okay. can buy that ticket on. M-S-B-R-I-Q-H-O-U-S-E dot com. Miss okay. Brickhouse.com. And your OnlyFans. And my OnlyFans. Also, I'm Goddess Brickhouse on literally everything. So on LinkedIn, on OnlyFans, on Instagram, it is Goddess B-R-I-Q-H-O-U-S-E. You can also just Google Brickhouse because I am Googleable now. And I'm Googleable. Period. Google-able. Period. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that you're here. And I, I don't I don't celebrate thanksgiving with the pilgrims and stuff mm-hmm. yeah no we're, but we're, i am thankful right mm-hmm. so can i just ask you what are you thankful for oh yes i am grateful for another chance to get it right i think that i have done a lot of things and made a lot of mistakes to make it here to this place and i'm just grateful i'm grateful that i had another chance to figure it out and try again and i'm gonna do the best that i can with the chance that i got now Giving you the best Period. that I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you oh, so I much, and I'm thankful too. for you. I'm thankful for the, the people that are out there in the background. Shaylon, Curtis, appreciate y'all. Hey, Because I, I literally be doing last minute stuff, and I just appreciate <laughs> them like helping me in the space. But um, I'm so happy that you're here. Anything that you need from We Live in Color to Converge, just please let us know. Oh, I you will. know how much we love you. You here. know, I'm come knocking on the door. You know. <laughs> You know, so I got something my sleeve. You let us know. You oh, make sure I will you give me the flyers for the next couple of events, and we'll be sharing that. <laughs> and just thank you very much for helping community members feel liberated, right? Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. Yes, thank well, you. I appreciate you. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy for your show. Look at you, baby. Listen. Look at you. 
You just it's so a rain, handsome. It's a Rainier Beach thing, but they and don't you're know. They're so smart. They don't know about these they, Vikings. They we out here. They don't know. We out here. We we, we were destined for greatness. Truly, yes. truly. Shout out and to see, Rainier that's Beach. That's a whole different story. Yes, but, exactly. But you I, don't have to have like a little Rainier Beach reunion. Now that would be hilarious. Right. See, that's gonna be good. That's next year. Mm, but we need to do. No, I'm saying we need to do one like on Converge. On Converge. You that would be ready for that. That would be hilarious. We would have a great debate. Yes. And we would be clowning each other, yes. but it would be so good. But I love you and thank you I so much you for being here. And I want to thank you, viewers. Um, tomorrow, people are giving thanks. I'm just thankful for all of you for watching. Mm -hmm. um, next week, we will... HIV Awareness, World HIV Awareness Day, World HIV Day is December 1st, but we will be talking to some community members who have survived, who are here, and some who are not. Um, it's really important for us to continue that conversation. Remember, we live to love and we live in color. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.